1: That's Craig. Have you met Craig?
2: I have not. I'm not acquainted with Craig. He has a nice little icon, though. Looks like a crazy bear.
1: Respect Uh that. Yeah, yeah. He's got that now recording kind Mm -hmm. of voice.
2: His voice sounds very pre-recorded. Just throwing that out there.
1: Well, I think he is a robot. Oh,
2: okay. Craig's not a real person then. Okay. No. Craig is is not the bear that I think he is, according to his icon.
1: Maybe he looks like a bear. I haven't met him in person. Yeah, you know. I mean, robots can look like all sorts of things.
2: That's what you get when you're part of the uh, Robots Radio Network.
1: Hey, Wastelanders and Vault Dwellers. This is your host, Tomer Robots, welcoming you back to a very special episode of the Fallout Lorecast. I have with me this week a guest that I have been wanting to interview on the show for quite some time. Tune, tune Should I call you Tune or tune Box? Do you have a preference? I, I, think,
2: I think, you know, I've actually dropped the box lately and I'm just going by Tune now.
1: Yeah, just Tune. You don't need the box. Who needs a yeah, box? Drop the last name, you know? No big deal. Yeah, Yeah. Was that your last name?
2: it was my last name now it's just tune
1: wow you're like share
2: well next i'm going to just be a symbol like prince was
1: that sounds awesome so um what so everybody knows where you're from can you do a little intro and let them know what you do and why it makes sense for you to be on a <laughs> fallout show
2: sure um my name is tune i am a streamer on twitch at uh T-O-N-I-V-E-R-S-A-L. universal that's t-o-n-i-v-e-r-s-a-l um, i uh, stream fallout 76 on the regular, uh, usually Monday through Friday. You can catch me on there and we have fun, we do events, we do quests, and I've been playing this particular game uh since it was released, and I've been streaming it uh almost every single day uh since November.
1: Yeah, yeah. We've been internet buds for quite some time. Yeah. Um I, I think I even I don't know, I probably watched you a few times before I even said anything. Um, you know, creepy ways. I'm a creeper. <laughs>
2: That's what a yeah. lurker's for. You know, lurkers are appreciated.
1: <laughs> I like to creep around. But yeah, I've watched. I've watched as your stream has grown and how mm-hmm. um, the audience has become way more. I don't know, more people, more interaction. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, your quality has always been good. You've you've always done some fun little clips and things in between stuff and uh-huh. uh, dressed up in your vault suit or yeah. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. So yeah, it's always fun to jump in. I think I think most of the time when I when I've popped in lately, you've been killing a scorched beast queen. So you're like mm-hmm. king of the Scorch beast slayers right now. Yeah. Or I
2: think that's what a lot of, a lot of the streamers are doing these days because there, there is a, a lack of, uh, end game content. And maybe if other events and dailies, daily quests get sort of stagnant, uh, you can always go back to the queen because you know, you're going to get good experience from her and you know that, um, you're going to get, you know some loot drops, but more importantly, you're going to get those repair kits, which yeah. are fantastic to have.
1: Cool, cool. Yeah, you're going to have to give me the uh, the DL on all the interesting <laughs> tidbits because I have I have been, you know me I jump between yeah. games and all sorts of projects, so mm-hmm. I haven't had the time to jump into 76 the way I I would like to. Um, but before we get to all of that, let's uh, really let me explain to the audience why you're here. You are guesting on the show today to give me and us an update on what's going on. Uh, your impressions on recent updates with fall at 76 and mm-hmm. some ideas and speculation and news about what might be coming. So, yeah. um, I, I very much appreciate that because I don't have the time to go look it up on my own. And I know mm-hmm. that you do a regular show where you go over patch notes and stuff. Tell mm-hmm. us about that.
2: Yeah. Uh, in fact, um, Well, today is Monday. If people are listening to this at the earliest tomorrow on Tuesday, we do uh, Duke and I over from Out of the Vault show. He's been a guest on here, and I'm also one of the co-hosts on his show now. Um, We've been recording it live on Twitch recently over on Duke's channel. Good morning, Duke. I got to give him a big shout out as well. Uh, he's he's super important to me and super important to the Fallout 76 community
1: at large. Yeah, one of the hosts on the Robots Radio Network. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. His,
2: it, uh, I don't know if I can say our show, but his I show guess, is... I, I guess, guess you are now
1: uh, <laughs> officially a host in like a connected way, right? Yeah, co-? yeah, he's
2: he's... I don't know if it's been like broadcasted officially, but he keeps saying like, you are a co-host. So, uh, Kay over there at (laughs) Bunchkin Jesse, you can catch her on Twitch as well. And of course his regular host, Errol has fins, the four of us get together and we have a lot of fun, but yeah, tomorrow, uh, well tomorrow for me, um, who knows when you'll be listening to this podcast, but, uh, Tuesdays in general, Tuesdays in general, when the servers go down and we get patch notes, in this case, the upcoming patch is patch 11, um, we do a little show called Wasteland Update over on my channel and Duke's channel. We usually co-stream it. Um, but yeah, we like to go over the patch notes with the viewers, get their input on what they think about the current patch, and even things that they've experienced in the Wasteland and what they would look forward to seeing in the Wasteland. So they're a lot of fun. We, it's basically like we read it to you so you don't have to. That's the way we look at it. And,
1: yeah, super and useful. Mm-hmm. And very popular. It is.
2: It is. It's a great way because usually everybody, the servers are down, nobody's playing. So with, I thought, you know. Back early on, before I even had a Wasteland Update, like why not just have a chatting show where we discuss things about Fallout? And it's always been a hit. You get the you get the regular question like when do the servers come back on. We're always like, no, we don't know. <laughs> that's a very, but that's the most popular question we get. And then people you
1: should put that ch- in like scrolling text across uh, the screen.
2: I should put it as a, on a timer in Nightbot, or I should uh, just make it a command. <laughs> when are the servers coming back up? You just hit just hit click button. that. And it'll saying <laughs> we don't know. There you go. Big
1: red text. We don't know. <laughs> we <laughs> but you will just, never know. <laughs>
2: sometimes we can you know we've done this so many times we can sort of gauge it depending on how large the size of the file is of the update we can say okay this is this many gigabytes we think that we think that the downtime is going to be if you know if 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 the patch size is x we know that it will be y amount of time
1: yeah there's like a direct correlation between size and time and sometimes That's it's not
2: always true but it, usually it's 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 fairly accurate
1: Man, you guys should have a competition every every time you do this, where everyone guesses how much time it'll be down, <laughs> and then you could be like prices, rights, rules. Well, look, whoever's yeah. closest without going over wins.
2: Yeah, or we'll give away a prize to whoever gets it right, or something like that. Yeah, be fun.
1: That'd be awesome. Well, cool. Well, I'm glad you're here. Um, I wanted to dive in first before we get into all the Fallout stuff about you as a streamer and mm-hmm. a Fallout player in general. How did how did you get start with how did you get start? Language works well for me some days. How did you get started with streaming games online?
2: So I'll I'll try to be, I'll try to be as brief as possible with this. I've always been a creative person. I consider myself more of a content creator rather than a gamer. I'm I'm content creator first, gamer second, always.
1: Oh yeah. You've done some of those um, hilarious videos as well. Yeah. And and some of those
2: were inspired by some of our previous broadcasts together (laughs) of Elder Scrolls Online.
1: Yeah. We did a co-stream a a while back. Yeah, Yeah. It
2: was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I I decided that game streaming was something that I wanted to pick up because I was needing uh, something creative in my life. My personality and my other skill sets uh, tend tend to make me shift toward using my things like my personality to being a streamer and being able to engage and building community outside of streaming. So that made it very natural for me to be able to build a community of of viewers viewers up this way mm-hmm. and it's it's been it's been a lot of fun um i still get to my first love being creative was always songwriting and i was in the music industry for a little bit and oh i didn't know that mm-hmm, did yeah so that's it? that's sort of huh. like and like i just want to be creative whether it's writing songs or whether it's you know making silly videos and having people watch me play video games you know it's 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 crazy and i'm super humbled even you know have a few people show up and watch me play that's basically how I got started. I just decided like, hey, like I have these things I want to do. I planned it for about six months. And then uh, I started off very, very simple with just streaming from my Xbox on the Twitch app. No overlays, nothing fancy. And it grew from there. And eventually it's grown into the little monster that it is now.
1: <laughs> the little monster. Now, how long ago was that? Let's see. I
2: started streaming in February of 2018. So I've been streaming for a little bit over a year now. Yeah,
1: yeah about and, a year uh, and a half.
2: Mm -hmm. And it's been it's been a blast. It's been a blast meeting new people and and especially around the the game of Fallout and the content at large. That's how I got into Fallout was I started playing the Elder Scrolls back in the day and I never had a next gen console to play Fallout on. So as soon as I got the Xbox and started streaming it, I knew that one of the first games I wanted to get was Fallout 4. And that led to me playing all the other Fallouts as well.
1: Cool, cool. Now, uh, side note: um, I, I don't know that we've talked about music. I used to be a touring musician through like my oh, nice. my mid twenties. Mm-hmm. Uh, played in a few different bands and uh, was trying to get the record deal that never happened. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's, it's,
2: t- it's, uh, it's a grind and it's tough to be in the music industry. At the end rough. of the day, like it just wasn't something for me. Where it's like you know you'd write a song and you know all the hype would be around it and you know you get your hopes up and then of course like something would happen and the song would never come to fruition or be left on the cutting room floor so after that i was just like you know what this is not fun you know as much as i love writing songs and and even now as a streamer like i still get to write silly songs and i have them pop up you know on my screen uh -hmm. on my channel and so Mm -hmm. so i still get to to write songs for sure i don't think that part of me will ever die because you're always thinking of of melodies and you're always thinking of lyrics and songs and getting to write parody songs is something that's been really fun on twitch for my channel
1: yeah you could be uh, I can see the future here I see it (laughs) and I've got a crystal ball right in front of me that's the wonderful thing about radio is you can tell everybody something and it's obviously true Mm. because you said it absolutely I, I just willed this into existence I have a crystal ball and I see in front of me you in the future as the weird owl of video game music,
2: especially the weird out of weird out of fallout seventy six currently because all my songs are seem to be you know dedicated to the happenings of the wasteland in appalachia. Uh, it's been a lot of fun
1: <laughs> that's awesome so um yeah, so uh, let's move on from music. But yeah, that was—it's interesting that we have that in common. I didn't—I yeah. didn't realize that. Um, so you're saying you—you you got started with Fallout. You loved Fallout Four. That mm-hmm. was your first.
2: That was my first Fallout experience. It was very, very late into the series, of course. But I—I I went through like a spell where I think the—the the previous console I bought before my Xbox One was a Wii, and I hadn't played anything since then. So that's. Mm-hmm. But but I love I love games. I love. You know, couch sitters and it's, you know, I still have my retro consoles like my N64. I have have a retro Sega Genesis. So, like, I love the idea of games bringing people together. Um, And I I think Nintendo really cultivated that early on and they continue to do it to this day. So a lot of my little fun times with friends are, and if we do gaming, it's dedicated to playing Mario Kart or something or Smash Brothers or something else fun.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah.
2: And of yeah, course and Nintendo's evolved.
1: all in the news right now, too, with Mario mm-hmm. Maker 2. Have you tried Mario Maker 2?
2: I have not. You know, I do have Nintendo Switch, and I absolutely love it. I think it's probably a top-five console of all time for me personally because of its versatility. But I have not gotten into the Mario Maker series. I, I think that's that's another time-consuming game that I don't <laughs> have time uh-huh. to dedicate to as far as, like, the intricacies of developing a really cool level. So I just kind of leave that to, to other people to create those fun, those fun levels for other people to play.
1: Yeah, well here's my recommendation is get yourself a 9-year-old. All right. And cuz I've got one of those. Dude, that's not hard. Then I can just I know you just kind of find them anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um then uh you just, you know, buy him birthday presents and then mm-hmm. you get to play the games too.
2: That's a that's a brilliant idea. I'll see but if that works.
1: Yeah, you don't have to feel terrible though if you don't have a lot of time to invest in those games cuz they still get used, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The 9-year-old's still going to play it. But then when you want you can come over and sit down and be like here give me that controller and push them to the other side of the couch and then play yeah. the game
2: yeah you know yeah. go to bed
1: it's three it's three p.m <laughs> it's only three o'clock dad too loud. <laughs> why are you the meanest dad ever oh, thanks God. for my birthday present <laughs> yeah um <laughs> side note and don't abuse your children people (laughs) and don't steal other people's children this is all satire this is all satire um (laughs) don't don't believe a word i say um okay so man sorry about the dogs in the background we've got my uh wife's um parents over are visiting and of course my dogs are like every time Anybody gets out of a chair who doesn't live here, they're like, oh, rough, 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 rough. Something's going on.
2: <laughs> you're out of place.
1: Here, is, you moved and you're big. Rough, rough, rough. So, yeah, one of these days I'll have my own little like closet where I can record things and get soundproofed out for a soundproof
2: booth. so some studio foam in there.
1: Yeah, that would be awesome. So, okay. So, do you have any, any want to dive back into the older Fallout games or any, <sighs> any desire to, to, do that
2: so i so i've not gone back to you know fallout tactics or one or two but mm-hmm. i have played three new vegas four and now 76 so that is my experience with the fallout series so far and i and and i have to say and I, and, and some people may disagree with me excuse me may disagree with me on this but it was very very difficult after playing fallout 4 to go backwards and play games like fallout three, uh, and Fallout new Vegas. I mean, I'm sure that the stories are amazing. I have no doubt that they are because that as it does, they still, they tell great stories and they immerse you into their gameplay through those stories. But for me, it was just very difficult after playing, uh, something that where the gameplay was so polished with fallout four and the perk system and the, the, uh, not camp building, the settlement building in Fallout 4, which is awesome. So it was very, very difficult for me to go back. But I did stream, I did stream those two games, New Vegas and 3, a little bit. And um, it was hard to go backwards, but I still go back yeah. to 4 as probably being my, my favorite Fallout game. But I think that 76 certainly has potential to overtake that.
1: Oh, wow. That's, that's high praise for 76.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just recently jumped back into Fallout New Vegas. I was actually streaming mm-hmm. for the first time in like two oh, months. Wow. The other night um where's my alert for that i don't know where's your <laughs> alert for that um i was hoping you'd pop in uh but i modded the heck out of it and it looks beautiful uh-huh. now, but it still plays like a game that's a decade old mm, yeah but you know it's it's functional it, what's the weirdest change for me going back to this and i and i really don't think i've played it in like nine years mm-hmm. is the button mapping? I kept yeah. on doing things that I was expecting to do stuff, and I was like, "Nope, that's I guess Fault seventy six does that, but this doesn't. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Fault four did that, but this doesn't. So that was the hardest part for me. But
2: yeah, yeah, just just the controls changing a little bit.
1: Yeah, the controls a little bit. I had to finagle the graphics to look right on an ultra wide screen. Um, I'm at the first world problems, right? Yeah. Um,
2: (laughs) I I think I remember going back to one of those games and VATS was a different button. So I put VATS where it was in fallout four and that made it a little bit easier.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Little things like that change over time. You don't notice it right away Mm -hmm. until you go back. So cool. Cool. Now, um, let's move into the section about fallout 76 speaking about fallout 76. Mm -hmm. Um, now you're saying that this might might take the cake this might be your favorite fallout experience so far that seems very different from what a lot of people have been talking about with this game once it came out and you had all the people who were disappointed about the no npcs and all the negative press that went out there Mm -hmm. and i know that in that time there was a group of us you and me included who were still playing the game going yeah but there's still tons of good stuff in here yeah. There's there's lots of good stuff this game is still good. It just is lacking things that the other games had. So don't expect it to be those other games because it's not. It's not trying to be those other games. Mm-hmm. Um and since then there's been there have been some new releases and those things. So what, what about Fallout 76 is makes it um so interesting to you?
2: Uh I it's Fallout with Friends, and I and after playing Fallout 4, it's something that uh sounded really appealing to me and I feel like it delivered what they' Told us that they were going to give us there were no there were never there are NPCs in the game, but human NPCs were not a thing that right. we were told by Bethesda that we'd be receiving. So some of the some of the negativity around the game was just false hope and mismanaged expectations. But some of some of some of the initial. Um, disgust for the game, I should say, it was merited for sure, like it had its issues and it's still got issues to this day, like we don't we don't overlook the bugs. We don't overlook the the unstable inst- unstable servers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we see we see at the core of the game the potential that it has the potential that it has to grow. Uh, and and uh, it's exciting it's exciting to see where they're going to take it. But I've been playing it you know almost every day uh, Monday through Friday since the game came out. And as a content creator, like yeah, we're out of stuff to do. But for me, it's like I don't need a game to help me make my own fun. I can make my own fun. So that's what I do with a game and it being fallout with friends is what elevates it in my opinion over fallout four despite not having the robust storyline that you get from the rest of the fallout games uh the 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 factor you have to factor in the community aspect that you get and the random people that you meet both in the world and through streaming and through the community uh it's just it's just awesome it's very tight-knit it's it's small but it's very very strong
1: yeah, it was one of those things that I first noticed when I turned it on and then my wife had had gotten it too and we got it installed on her computer and we both jumped into the Fallout game Fallout 76 into the Fallout world at the same time. And having played a bunch of the Fallout games and spent tons of hours in these games to be able mm-hmm. to look over at her and be like "Whoa, you Yeah. Do you You're here too." Mhm. You can pick up the crap on the ground like i can yeah <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> you see that mole miner over there yeah yeah like man there's something about that that there is a magic to being able to play games with your friends that really Absolutely. does make it feel different mm-hmm. yeah, now one of the other the other differences that really struck me especially going back to fallout uh, new vegas is the size of the map mm-hmm. after you have a map that's four times the size of fallout four's world going mm-hmm. back to new Vegas felt tiny.
2: I'm sure. Yeah.
1: I felt like I could traverse the entire map in just a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it probably took, it probably takes like 30 minutes to an hour to actually walk across the whole map, but still you can still cross the map in like a very short play session. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I hope that that's something that they carry forward in, you know, future games and future releases. And I hope it's something that they keep expanding on too in, um in fallout 76 do you think that's possible with future updates
2: absolutely i i totally agree with that i believe that it's totally expandable like for example there's all this space currently on the map across the ohio river which is not accessible at the moment so it'd be fun to see that open up in some regard and especially with with the update wastelanders coming in the fall um, it would be awesome to see new settlements and things popping up um, over into ohio would be really cool. So, I, mm-hmm. the, the, and, and there's always room to like expand on other things. Like you, you know, like you take a train or you take something and it takes you to another map sort of like Nuka world did in fallout four. Right. And, and you, and you go to experience a whole new place that is not necessarily adjacent to the map that you're used to seeing.
1: Yeah, that's true. There a lot of their expansions have taken you to other places. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, that's kind of the, mm, that's more common than less common.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, so Let's go into a little bit of the uh Nuclear Winter some of the most recent updates. What mm-hmm. what's going on with those and when what's your I, I mean I haven't really had a chance to jump back into Nuclear Winter since mm-hmm. it initially came out that first week and they were like, "Hey, this is only going to be a week long thing" before they decided to just let it be a thing. Yeah. Um what's going on with that? Have, have there been any updates or any changes with that? Is it evolving?
2: There's there's a couple of minor fixes they've done. Um I I was one of those people who you know when they released the survival mode i was like i'm never gonna play that because it's just not my style of game i don't right. really care for the pvp side of things but but i got a few friends together and we played survival and we had an absolute blast literally playing <laughs> the survival mode and i was like okay so now this nuclear winner's coming out they've told us it's going to be a battle royale style like we can we've f- you know, in in chat and in the community, we've, we've been like, no, we don't need battle royale for for a fallout. It doesn't belong here. And the, the story they wrote for it with Vol. 51, like it was interesting, and it's a little bit far fetched. But I was like, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna withhold judgment till I play the game myself. And it was a lot of fun. And I think some of the issues that I personally have with it is you do get perk cards in Nuclear Winter, uh, but oftentimes I'm just getting duplicate perk cards, so I'm not really able to you have to kind of work with the cards that you have, which is fine, but mm-hmm. this is a fallout game and I want to build my character the way I want to because it's fallout and that's what you can do. You can role play your character. So not being able to necessarily role play the game the way I wanted to, and constantly getting these duplicated cards, which give you little to no experience. Basically they, you know, you get a little bit of experience uh, when you get a duplicate card. It just made it not fun for me because I wanted to continue to get new cards so I could alter my build and, and go for something different. And uh, that right. made it stuff for me to play it still.
1: Right, right. So how does the how do the cards actually work in it? Is it something you collect over iterations of playthroughs?
2: Yeah, so so, you know, you can do certain of course, you know, in Fallout 76 there are all sorts of daily quests and things you can get atoms and other things for. So some of that there are daily uh quests and daily daily challenges you can do uh to get perk cards uh for Nuclear Winter. Maybe it's like, you know, revive a player three times or um, survive mm-hmm survive a nuclear blast for, you know, uh, X amount of time, and you'll get a perk card for that. But then you also get it through leveling. And there are some unique items you can get in nuclear winter, uh, unique power armors, uh, unique icons. There are a lot of really cool things you can get. But for me personally, the rewards just uh, weren't good enough to keep me in there and continue to play it.
1: Right. So you've been doing more of the uh, back to the... The regular mode where you uh, are killing Scorch Queens.
2: That's what they call it. They called it the main game a couple of patch notes ago. So we just refer to Adventure Mode as the main game now.
1: The main game. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's uh, get your crystal ball out for, right. in front of you. And um, right. they've announced NPCs, human NPCs.
2: Human NPCs, yes.
1: And a few other things. Now, what do you see coming? How do you see all of that? What do you know about it? And how do you think it's going to work out?
2: One one of the things I think we're going to get from uh, the human NPCs is new stories, because every every human has got a story. If you've ever been in the Fallout series, almost everybody you come across has a story. So we're going to get to see we're going to get to delve into these people's lives a little bit, uh, know a little bit about where they've come from, why they're coming back into Appalachia. Um, so I think it just opens up, opens up um the ability to experience the game a little bit more in depth and it makes it and humanize it a little bit more with these human NPCs.
1: Yeah. So do you, do we know where they're coming from? I think there was some messaging about they're they're coming back to settle in this area, but were Mm -hmm. they people who left or are they new people who discovered it? Do we know?
2: I, it could be it could be one or the other, or it could be both. We know that the scorched epidemic; a lot of people became scorched, I believe. Like, mm-hmm. Again, yeah, this is by my my lore is not as in depth as somebody like you or people that really really love the lore because the lore is in Fallout seventy six. If you look for it, I yeah, think a lot of times, like I'm just like kind of gloss over it because I'm streaming it. It's easy right. to <laughs> to neglect yeah. the lore of
1: it. You know, yeah, you're you're focusing on the the chat and stuff rather than yeah, building. The thing in yeah. front of you. Yeah, the engagement. Kind of so it's like it's easy
2: to skip through a terminal because it's like, all right, does anybody really want to read this? Like, I kind of want to get on to the next thing. Yeah, totally. Uh, but, I, you know, the, the human NPCs are going to uh, bring new stories and new experiences in. And whether they come from... Uh, they're new and they're coming in Appalachia for the first time or they've been in Appalachia, they escaped and they're coming back now because the vault's been open for a year. I... uh I could see that and I'm going you're going to, you could see the landscape change too, you know, because people are going to be real rebuilding. So for, take example, a city like Flatwoods, you know, may come back as looking completely redone and new and polished and yeah, the, map, cool. the map is going to change, which is going to be really, really cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's another thing they, they mentioned. I, I don't know. I feel like there's so much potential for all of this. I can't wait to see what they decide to do because mm-hmm you know, as a content creator and a creative person, um, like you are, I, my brain goes like 12 different places and I'm like, Oh, oh well they could do this and they could do that and they could do that. But uh, I guess we're just gonna have to wait and see what it is that they actually decide to do with it.
2: Yeah. It's hard to speculate. And sometimes it's unhealthy to speculate because that's how man, uh, expectations get mismanaged right there. You know, you expect to see one thing and you don't get that, then all of a sudden you're disappointed. Um, yeah, yeah. Don't buy into the hype.
1: Don't buy into the hype. So um, speaking of role-playing your character, uh, tell us a little bit about, I want to know, when you build a character in these games, do you have kind of a default that you tend to go with? or Are you creative and different every time?
2: (laughs) So what's funny about my current character is actually a carryover from my Fallout 4 character. And it's actually based off a character from Fallout Shelter.
1: So oh wow. Played, so you yeah. got like connections mm-hmm. across all three things. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: it was really fun to play that. So I took uh my Fallout Shelter character Judy Morgan and like she was not like a like a like a unique or rare, you know, NPC in any of the games. She just had great she had great statistics high. I think she was high intelligence and and high high um strength or something like that. <laughs> so I sort of took those those special stats and i put those into fallout 4 so i played that character same same look same hair uh red hair ponytail pulled back and i since carried that character over into appalachia for fallout 76 as well so it's been to fun player
1: that's so cool yeah i I, i'd never considered doing that i i seem to just kind of remake a similar character most of the time Uh uh but i don't think about like oh i should just continue my character's story that man now you got me and more ideas. You got me, yeah. Brainstorming yeah, it's, fun,
2: it's fun to like kind of carry something over from a, another Fallout game. I think it's just really cool to get that continuation.
1: Now, do you have a preferred like build, or are there certain types of weapons and gear that you usually go for?
2: So going back to my days of Elder Scrolls, I've always been the sneak archer character. I think you know that even with mm-hmm. my Elder Scrolls uh, online characters that I that I play have right. been sneak archers. So I. I Snarchers. Snarchers. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so even in, in fallout four, like I went, I went sneaky sniper. That was the, that was my first and, and, um, and my ultimate build that I wanted to go towards. But since then, I think my current build is, is like a shotgun, uh, commando character. I've been having fun with railway rifles. Oh, and Those are just a lot of fun to, you know, set those things on automatic and just let them rip. You're going through railway spikes, but, I don't yeah, there am a lot of the, fun.
1: The ammo's the the drawback on that. I almost mm-hmm. I almost went that direction with the with the character and I was like, I don't know that I can keep up with this ammo. Yeah. It's expensive to build hard to find.
2: Mhm, absolutely.
1: Yeah. All right, so one more question. Being that you're sneaky, you you probably don't use the power armor except for when you really need it in Fallout 76.
2: Yeah, now I don't. Before I was a big user of power armor and now that I've sort of go, gone with the meta, the bloodied build uh, is what I'm currently working with as well. Um, I only use power armor now if I am in an irradiated zone to help yes. suppress some of those rats. So that's the only time I hop into
1: power armor now. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so here's my question: uh, regardless of stats what's your favorite power armor which one looks the coolest
2: x o one it's always it's been my favorite since fallout four and I think it'll always be my favorite. I think it looks the coolest but it, and it does happen to have some of the better stats uh, with does. power yeah. armor but um but and, and again, like you get these skins in fallout seventy six so your x o one doesn 't even look like x o one but uh, at, the, <laughs> at the very core of my armor it is indeed x o one
1: so what what skin are you are you using right now on it
2: so i'm doing a little combo right now, so i I believe that the body is the war rider from the horseman uh, mm-hmm. skins they released a while back and the head is the vault girl power armor head so it looks pretty pretty wicked <laughs> with, with this with this gruesome looking war rider armor on and then you've got this vault girl head and it's and it's kind of creepy in its own rights with the glowing eyes and the the little small uh, robotic looking mouth it can be a little creepy itself so it's a cool it's a cool looking set of armor
1: so I I now know exactly what I'm doing. As soon as we're done recording this, uh, <laughs> this interview, I'm going to go look up your stream and go, you know, I was looking for you earlier. I didn't, I didn't catch you. Um, uh, not
2: today. I was, I'm off on Mondays of the summer. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I was like, ah, he's not on. <laughs> <laughs> I've sitting here doing my, my daily work and I've got streams up in the background and I'm like, ah, crap. Now I got to find somebody else to watch. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> it's all your fault. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> So uh, I guess to wrap it up, because we're, we're kind of reaching the end of the interview, mm-hmm. um, I know you're not a big lore guy. That's not your big thing. And lore can be all sorts of stuff. It can be the history of the world. It can be factions and characters and even like robots and armor mm-hmm. and weapons yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Is there, is there anything about the Fallout world, the the thing. What is the thing that really resonates with you about the the world and that experience, and and the stories and the the items and the aesthetic, all of that stuff? What what really resonates with you the most?
2: You know, it, it's it, Fallout games can be pretty depressing if you really think about it. At the core, the world has been wiped out, and people are trying to figure out how to survive. So I, I think. The emotions that that evokes are what really appeal to me, because I feel like those are some of the, the greatest components of storytelling or how how your characters and they deal with their emotions and they deal with their environment. I think that's one of the things will always bring back to Fallout is and I just love post apocalyptic fiction in general, whether it was whether it was zombie apocalyptic or nuclear apocalyptic uh, novels. I've, I've read both and I really, really enjoy those those uh, those types of those types of fiction. So I think having a game where you can actually sort of help help the good of the devastated world, or you can go the other way. And just like any of the Bethesda open world games, you can choose a side, and that will always be you know the most appealing things to me about the Fallout series is the emotional component of such a devastated world and situation.
1: Yeah. The, the individual stories. Um, Mm. Yeah. I think that's a big thing. I've got uh, actually um, in this episode of the show, I'm going to be reading some uh, of the recent reviews I got on iTunes Mm. uh, as I do every, every week. And two of them, specifically noted. And and I love when people do this. I I mean, it's nice to get praise from people. Yes. Sure. 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 But I love when people are very specific about the things that they like that you do. And I'm sure this helps you as a, as a creator and a streamer and all that too. Absolutely. We write a song and somebody goes, Oh, I really love the way the melody works here. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, Oh, that's a chord progression. I wouldn't have thought about, but it works great. Um, And they pointed out that one of the things I really enjoy about this show is, is uh, one of them s- called it the suppositions, the The idea of putting yourself in that place of, mm-hmm. uh, like you're saying, the world is in this really rough state and things are terrible and hilarious <laughs> at the same time. It can almost, be, yeah. Almost so dark that you have to laugh because mm-hmm. everything's so depressing. Mm-hmm. And that question of like, w- what do humans do when they're at the absolute ends of their of their ability, you know, do they press on? How do they press on? What do they do in these strange situations, like the different vaults? Mm-hmm. Um, how do these stories play out? And and then thinking about it and and really putting that in yourself and going, okay, well, what would I do in that situation? Yeah, would I be able to survive in that?
2: There's certainly some self-reflection that that may come into play when you're engaging with these games, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, all of that stuff connects, and I think that's the really human element about about these games that um it really gives them their staying power their Mm -hmm. their i don't know their soul i guess for sure (laughs) better phrase yeah yeah well cool well that was awesome um well thanks for being on the show i really appreciate you getting to hang out with me and anybody who um hasn't checked out your stream yet which uh, if you've looked on twitch i'm sure during the day you've seen Tune up there on the list if you've been searching fallout 76 but go go check him out he's he's a regular he's up on um, most mornings what time do you usually start
2: it, usually it's been like 11 a.m eastern but i've been streaming a little bit earlier uh since my buddy duke has um sort of taken a step back from streaming for a moment so okay. you can catch so, me earlier
1: yeah yeah so you've been you've been up every most days during the week except for mondays mm-hmm. that's your yeah, thing
2: usually it, it's been a tuesday through friday situation but yeah
1: yeah cool awesome well uh I look forward to chatting with you some more in your stream and maybe seeing some other people from our um, listenership. If you guys see see me pop in there, say hi, but definitely say hi to Tune. And if they want to get a hold of you any other way, how should they reach out?
2: So uh, I am on the Out of the Vault Show podcast, and you can check me out on that with Duke, Munchkin, Jesse, uh, Kay, and uh, Ariel. And I'm also on Instagram as TV, Twitter as just Tuniversal and Facebook as Universal TV. And if you search for TuneVersal or TuneBox on YouTube, you will find some of my uploads on there as well.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining me. I really do appreciate it.
2: Hey, thank you for having me, Tom. I'll join you anytime you ask.
1: All right. See you next time, Tune.
2: All right. Hello
1: there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still
0: eager to serve. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them.
1: Why don't we ask the newcomer? You support the news? Welcome to the show again, Vault Dwellers. This is your host, Tomer Robots, and I do appreciate you guys hanging in there over the last week or so. Um, the good news is that things are going pretty well. Um, my father was going through some surgery, and the uh, surgery went well, but the last week has been a little bit rough with him in recovery, so uh, fingers crossed things will continue to get better. But... Um, Thank you for your concern and for the kind words. I really do appreciate it. And, um, you know, good news so far. So things are going all right. I hope you um, enjoyed the episode about The Outer Worlds. That is definitely a game I am excited about and looking forward to. It's also been a few weeks since we've done any of our uh, patron callouts or uh, review uh, read, read-throughs, I guess we'll call it. Um, but So let's start with the patrons. We have a new patron, NAMI681. Thank you so much, a Tier 2 patron. We also have some other uh, Tier 1 patrons, so thank you to them as well. Uh, as a reminder, if you are interested in the full extended version of the show, where we have the choose-your-own-adventure part at the end, and also an ad-free experience, then check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash falloutlorecast, or if you just want to toss me a few bucks to help me pay for some uh, diet sodas, <laughs> then that would be great too. Every little bit helps. Um, aside from that, if you are interested in helping support the show, then tell your friends, retweet stuff on, on Twitter. And basically, just help me get the word out there. Um, There's also other things you can do, like you can check out the other shows on the network or you can go to robotsradio.net and click on the store button and look at our shirts. We've got a bunch of cool shirts out there. Um, So there's all sorts of ways for you to get involved. And I really do appreciate it. Now, one other reminder to our patrons. I'm still collecting your... Yeah, your responses, your voicemail, your uh, whatever you want to send me for me to read or for you to put a voice message on our special show coming up. I've only gotten a few responses, so maybe this isn't as popular as I thought it would be, but I've gotten like two or three that have come in and I'm looking forward to highlighting more. I'd love to just hear from you guys about what stuff you love in Fallout and anything that you would love to talk about. A quick question, uh, a quick little statement about how you found the show? Anything that you want to share? Um, and I'd love to focus on you guys for one episode. So send that stuff my way. Check your Patreon account for the e- for the email, the message that was sent out with <laughs> the link and all that. And um, let me know. I'll, I'll let's go for another week or two, but then at some point I have to put a cap on it and get get some messages out. So please check that. Now, another news: the Robots Radio Podcast Network continues to grow. We have just announced our 12th and 13th shows on the network. And we are about to add a 14th. So continuing to grow. Now, I understand as the network grows, not every single one of these topics will be something that you specifically will be interested in. And we're going to keep expanding to like movie shows and radio plays and all sorts of fun stuff. But the idea is that the shows that I am inviting to be on the network are... Are selected because of their quality or because of something that they're doing with content that's just different and more interesting uh, really good conversations really good information really fun people really creative shows those kinds of things so you never have to worry about at least giving it a chance now it may not be your topic of choice but you at least know you're gonna get something of quality and it's worth giving it a shot so Stay tuned for more news about that every week. I've got more announcements, and if you are interested in checking out any of the podcasts, robotsradio.net is the place to do it. Now we've got a bunch of ratings and reviews to catch up on, and thank you so much. I have like a whole page here on I use Chartable, so a little little inside baseball. I use a a, a website called uh, Chartable.com, and. Uh, This is kind of, you know, podcasters world stuff. But what you can do is you can sign up on Chartable and this is not an ad for Chartable, but you can sign up on Chartable and connect it to your iTunes account and wherever. And it will pull in stats. It will pull in news. It'll pull in uh, your, your rankings, not really news, but like your rankings of where you are in the chart charts and that kind of thing. Plus, it will consolidate all of your reviews in one place from multiple different places i have an entire page i need to go over here so let's try and knock this out quickly so from jim e901 in the u.s he writes from the courier love your podcast always fun to tune in while driving or just plain bored i'm glad you keep the lore alive because games come and go But lore, lore never changes. Very true, Jim Jim, the Courier. (laughs) Thank you so much for that five-star review. Then we've got one from Tanner113 from the United States who writes, Love this podcast. 100% would recommend to any of my friends that like to listen about Fallout. Well, awesome. I really do hope you recommend it to all of your friends. And thank you for the quick review. That helps more than you know. Uh, then we have JK Parrott who writes, Hey, that's right. I'm back. I don't know if me rating this twice makes it a five star. I think that's a star symbol, but I think it might PS I'm a guy lol. So I think this might've been somebody, I'm sorry if I assumed your gender (laughs) incorrectly. If, if I did that, I think this is maybe the one where it it looked like it was a three star rating, but it was like a five star review. So thank you for adding that. (laughs) I do appreciate that. Um, and sorry about the, uh, the mix-up, I guess. I don't remember what I said, but if I did, I, I apologize. And then we have Nami681, who happens to also be our new patron. Thank you, Nami. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, from the United States, who writes the best Fallout podcast. I just started listening to this last week, and I'm writing this... Uh, Listening to the last episode, and I loved it. I've tried to listen to podcasts before and could never get into them. And then I found this one and couldn't turn it off. It's definitely worth at least trying. Well, thank you so much, Nami. That is such high praise. And the fact that you would join the Patreon and be one of our pod pod landers, waste potters, vault potting Dwellers. I don't None of those are good. Um, but, as, you know, part of the group that would be. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, then we have. O uh, E O Joe. And this is legit. Capital O, lowercase O, a bunch of eyes, lowercase O, capital O. And then Joe in parentheses from the United States writes a cherry Nuka Cola. Great podcast found the podcast about a week or so ago binged all the episodes in a few days really enjoyed the perspective the host gives on the lore of fallout i'm thankful that i found other fallout podcasts through this show the host is very insightful especially with the games prior to four i'm a huge story driven game fan especially the fallout series i'm an aspiring writer and have been working on writing rpg adventures to one day hopefully work for Bethesda or BioWare on their story and quest teams. That's awesome. That I would love to do that as well. Uh, Fallout Lorecast and Skyrim, uh, Elder Scrolls Lorecast, he wrote Skyrim Lorecast, but we know what you mean, uh, have both inspired me with new views on the games I love to play. Some of the elements I didn't know existed in the game, which was... Great to experience. I love hearing the what would you do if X happened to you? It would be fun to see a live stream of all the robots radio folks playing the Fallout RPG that's coming out or the Fallout board game that's out. I've played the game, the board game, and am anxiously awaiting the release of the RPG. The podcast deserves 10 stars. I feel like five is just too few. Thanks to robots with zeros. Uh, And all your guests. Well, thank you so much. Oh, Joe and good luck with the writing career thing, man. I hope that works out for you. That sounds sounds like a lot of fun. Just start putting stuff out there, dude. Just get it out there and and send us uh, some notes in discord. We've got a section in discord where you can share and promote the stuff that you've been doing. I'm sure lots of people would love to read some of the work that you've been working on. So, yeah, definitely share in there and I'll make a point. to Check it out as well. So then we have ravenous 45 from the United States who writes an absolute must. The best I hope. Sorry about the dogs in the background, guys. I think they're barking at something. The best podcast for the greatest world in gaming robots does an absolutely beautiful job of not only giving you the lore you crave, but getting you involved, really grabbing your attention and keeping you wanting more. Really making you think and wanting to get back into the worlds. I've recently restarted playing through the games and robot has rekindled my love and interest in the game in the older games. Great job, and I definitely look forward to more. If I don't stop now, this review will end up being a book. Just check this out, people. Follow, do the tweeter tweeter thing. Uh, Whatever. Cannot find the right words. Three dog would be proud. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks so much. Uh, Then we have Chernobyl 907. Best podcast ever. Wow. Seriously, as a longtime Fallout fan, this podcast is the best one I've found. Not only are tasty nuggets of lore covered in depth, there's also plenty of solid supposition, which in is my hands down absolute favorite activity to do with the Fallout world. Another one of those like, you know, comments about like, what 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 if this happens? What would you do? That kind of stuff. Uh, chasing the what ifs that fill in the holes and in some cases, huge chasms that have been left behind. I'm only a few episodes in, but I'll be sure to keep listening. I've already uh, recommended this to a fellow Fallout fangirl. Great job. And now and you now own my entire stash of kudos. Oh, good. I love kudos. They're so yummy. I eat those all the wait kudos you don't eat kudos right oh no i think i've been doing it wrong then we have one from rex 76 plays from the united states who writes awesome podcast I have never played any Fallout games except Fallout Shelter, which is awesome. It's awesome to learn about the different faults and what happened to them. I think you should go over Fallout Shelter at some point, but otherwise, keep it up. Yeah, thanks, Rex. Um, You popped in the Discord, actually, earlier today, and we had a brief discussion and reminded me about this review. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to start digging into some of the Fallout Shelter stuff. I know Fallout Shelter isn't canon, exactly, but... It does have some interesting takes on the Fallout world that might be worth discussing. So thank you for that tip, and I will definitely be looking into that. Then we have Kitsch Machine from the United States who writes, Better than I even imagined. Popped this on to listen to while I work, and now I'm hooked. Robots with Zeros is a great host and clearly enthusiastic about the topic. Well, thank you so much, Kitsch. I'm glad I can help you through your day at work. I know that I mention this all the time on the show, but that, that really does... Uh, benefit me as well when I find a really good show that I like then the last one we have is LP Styles from Great Britain who writes great podcast five stars I recently got Fallout 76 after a couple of years of playing Fallout 4 and this podcast is great for a community of Fallout and even entertaining content thanks for the great podcast thumbs up thumbs up buddy thumbs up to you too Awesome. Well, thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you to everybody who helped support the show. I really do appreciate you guys here every week. And if you are one of the patrons, stay tuned for our extended episode. We'll find out what happens with our uh, Wasteland Adventurer. And everyone else, I'll see you guys next week. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fallout Lorecast. Listen, buddy, you put the pipe down. I'll lower my gun. I'm, I'm just here looking for somebody else. I have no interest in what you're doing or pipes whatsoever. He leans down very carefully, places the pipe on the ground. And as he bends over, you can kind of see the back of his vault suit. Vault 53. You're not familiar with a vault 53, but... This guy's standing in front of you, so there must be a vault fifty three you look at him with your gun lowered at your side now and you say, "So, what is it you're doing here?" and he says, "Oh well, I'm just collecting some pipes we gotta I got gotta fix some stuff in the vault i I didn't mean to break into your house or whatever and you you respond, "No no I'm sorry this isn't my house i this is not where I live I listen have you seen a woman a woman brown hair i know that's pretty common but just have you have you seen a woman come by here uh well no buddy he says i haven't seen anyone you're the first one i came across i've only been out here a little while the the vault i come i guess i shouldn't say this but the vault i come from is not too far from here We've been having some problems with our, with our piping and the water. Um, tell you what, I, I'd say I'd keep my eye out for you, but I have a feeling, the way you're dressed, that you're not sticking around here very long. And just then, you see his eyes widen as he seemingly looks past you through the hole that used to be a window. And you turn around, and sure enough... Fifty feet out that window is a death claw, and you hear the man behind you say, "Uh, you don't happen to have an extra pair of pants, uh, do you, partner?" What do you do? Log on to Patreon.com/FalloutLorecast and respond to this posting for this episode in the comments with what you
0: would do in this situation